Welcome to Trial by Wine. We take a closer look at crimes that highlight how fascinating humans can be. Schmitty, Swanee and Clarky visit crimes and run them through their jury of three, debating both sides of the case to agree an appropriate, if totally fictitious, sentence. Please be advised, Trial by Wine may include explicit or disturbing content and will include drunken rambling. Listener discretion is advised. All right, how are we? Not too bad. Yes, very well. It's a lovely Friday afternoon, so how can we not be happy? It is indeed. It's just, yes, it's raining a little here. Cheers to Friday. Oh, that really yeah. does make me giggle because Cheers my Fridays Friday. are not your Indeed. are not your Fridays. No, you're <laughs> I have like they're a bird for you. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is like, oh, now I've got to do all that other stuff with the kids all weekend, all the time. But yeah, um, I do remember what a Friday afternoon used to be like. Lovely, and then I remember thinking, you know, Thursday evenings also used to have a certain have a sort of setting in of the weekend feel. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. I'm glad that you're both at that juncture. Have we got any news? I know we recorded, was it last night? Oh, God. It was, yeah. So probably I have no news between then and now apart from the fact that I've been madly writing a trial by one story, but apart from that, not for today, just another one I'm working on. I've just looked at your names. I've finally yeah, looked at the right. screen. Kai Fortune. <laughs> I, like I was going to do like Wiggers, it. but I thought that would be too oh, much for no, you. So I've got to go with something let's a see, lighter. Let's see. We're one one minute and 18 seconds in today and you've already introduced Wiggers. <laughs> well, that's well, it. That's a record. <laughs> I've got to say, if he hadn't, I might have, because the story I'm working on, I, mm-hmm. I used some keywords yeah. and I wasn't looking mm. at Wiggers. Yeah. And on the first page of Google, I had a whole bunch of things that were appropriate to my story. And then the bottom one was, guess who? Wiggers. And I was like, oh, how about really? that? Really? What a coinciding. Oh, no, I don't want to look at her. We've done her. Carla, can you have a guess at some of those keywords? Oh, no, but I'll tell you what, I can have a guess at what's going to happen <laughs> is. Yeah. Somebody who listens is going, there is some podcast that they're obsessed with you. And she'll be like, what? It wasn't just the one episode. Oh, no. Now she gets name checked all the time. If she's doing what's, if she's doing media monitors, I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, um, just for clarification, if that for that one listener that Carla was worried yes. about, as you probably would have figured, it's not that we're obsessed with her. We're obsessed with Carla's response Reaction, to her name. Yeah, correct. Oh, correct. I'm terrified. Terrified. I oh, wouldn't be. Uh, all right, well, in light of no news, I guess we should introduce who we are. I'm Schmitty. I'm Swanee. And I'm Clarky. And together we are Trial, Trial by Wine. Beautiful. And speaking of wine, what are we drinking? Water. Next. <laughs> Straight up. Right. Don't, don't even I'm try to try and dress it up. Fancy. No, yeah. no, water. Mango chutney. Oh, nice mango charts. Mm. Well, oh. after our double episode yesterday, I thought we should go a bit slower today because we are mm. going to do three episodes, so there'll be some mm-hmm. words slurring at the end. So I popped into First Choice and I thought I'll go and have a look at the lower alcohol. Low lines. alcohol, yep. Mm. And I found one called Sevenly by Sarah Jessica Parker. Now oh I'm already God, in risky what is territory. It with these people? I know, I'm already in You've risky territory because it's know. low alcohol. Now I'm going Sarah Jessica Parker. And do you want to hear what it mm. says? Go on. SJP Sevenly Rose is a berry lover's dream. Lighter in alcohol, but not in flavour. The palate is bold with a delicious fruit sweetness and refreshing acidity. 
made to a unique blend by Sarah Jessica Parker with the fellas at Invivio. So it's fruit juice. Oh, it could be foul. Try it. Let me know. What was the price point like? Is is it quite inexpensive because it's non-alcoholic? Is it entirely non-alcoholic um, or just low? No, it's not it's entirely non-alcoholic. As low, as low it's, alcohol. Um, it? It's low alcohol. So it's uh, 7% alcohol. So that's kind of a oh, bit about 5% half, under, roughly. 5 to 6 under, yeah. Yeah, depending. And I'm not a fan of sweet wines, so it's clearly oh, it's not my market. it's too sweet for market. you, is it? It is sweeter than I would like, but it is it is light. You know, and you've in opened it in the, and yeah, waste not, what not. Mm. No, in the interest, I saw it was Carla price point two for twenty dollars. So I thought, oh gosh, you know, I can uh, neck a couple of these through the next few episodes and hopefully make the third one in a reasonably good position. Oh, and all within budget. I like it. I like it. Oh yes. no, <laughs> doesn't break the bank. <laughs> Did you see that little thing that I sent through last night, which yes. is a Kath and Kim? Um, Her madly studying. Yeah, which is she's madly a studied studied reader. Remember she's yes. a studied reader? I, I yeah. think the episode yeah. that actually do it for homosexuals was a, well, my memory what actually was for, yes. but obviously they were using it for some, the real one, but they were using it for submersibles. And I was like, oh, God, that's so me. Whatever I'm doing, one of these things, I feel like Kath Day Night. <laughs> <laughs> you should do one where you're doing the, the – Reading with one hand and the writing with the other, like that. This well, this story makes me when I've been doing this, like trying to research this story. I feel like I've got the Kath Day nights about me because, uh, you know, trying to work out which angle to present it to you from. It's like, oh, should I? Do? Oh no! And I just found this out. Oh, and I don't know about that. Oh, I do feel a little bit excited. Excellent. <laughs> Unless take a long probably, deep breath. Take go. a deep breath and give us your story. Tell us all about it. Well, I'm going to start off with my sources so I don't uh, forget. And this was not a difficult story to find information on, actually. Once I've sort of found it, it, it was quite a lot. A lot of it was the same, but there's no shortage of references to it. Interestingly, when it happened, it probably was a big, well, I know it was a big news story, then it disappeared. And that's kind of part mm. of the story is why did this sort of drop out of the the public consciousness when it's actually probably as relevant today, if not more so, than when it actually happened? My sources are Vanity Fair, theguardian.com, time.com, old mate Wikipedia, of course, although it doesn't help me a hell of a lot, unfortunately. <laughs> Oprah Daily, the LA Times, and a documentary series called The Lady and the Dale. Mm. Yes. The Lady and the Dale. And the Dale. Which the sounds, Lady and the Dale. The Dale, I know, which I think is <laughs> Sounds a like an English title, country, yeah. you know. Oh, it does. What was, it, uh, the, what was the one about the vets? Hundred years ago, all creatures great and small. Yeah, that's it's got all creatures great and small. I bet it doesn't really, but or, uh, or there's some title. bloke named Dale who refers to himself as the Dale, <laughs> the which would be really I'm the annoying. Dale, like the Chad. Yeah, yeah, meet the Dale. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right. Shut up, I had mate. um cause no, to you. remember my. I had a flatmate in Sydney called Dale that I lived with, and he was um quite into porn, and he used to have uh, you've told us about these movies before. that it, before I've told you for Edward Penis Hands, <laughs> yes, two, yes, two legs a lamb, yes. and Cyrano de Bergerac, which was the prosthetic penis <laughs> nose. I already told you about that early on. Yeah, so whatever I hear, that, I I don't know many Dales, but that's the only Dale that I have ever known, and. It yeah, because when you first it, talked yeah. about it, when you said Edward Penis Hands, I thought it was like yes. Edward Penis Fingers. No. Nope. But it was one big one, not five it was little like a, ones. Because to get it tied on or to, to, to somehow fix it to that so your, your wrist, it was a bit wider, so it did look like leg, leg yeah. a leg. 
I mean, it, learn. <laughs> it might also have been Sexy. the penis on that <laughs> episode that we discussed. Oh, yeah, someone grew that. Yeah, yes. yeah. Oh, oh yeah, the, yeah, the man who. It was who... story. No, it wasn't. No, I think mm-hmm. Swanee got it. It was a Channel 4 brilliance. It was one of those where it fell oh, off. Oh, yeah. And then he had a, a new one yeah. grown on his wrist and then it would flop wrist. out at inappropriate and moments. Got burned on the stove. He burned it on the stove because it kept flopping out. Whacked his grandma oh. in the head when he tried That's to give right. her a cuddle. All those yeah, it was very, very <laughs> traumatic for him. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, oh, the things we have discussed in the past. I know. It's a worry. It's a worry. <laughs> That's what it is. So my story starts in 1927 in Indiana, in the US, and that's when we meet Jerry Dean Michael. So Jerry me, Jerry me, that's a good start. Jerry Dean Michael, born in 1927, and he grew up in Jacksonville in Indiana, and his family moved around a little bit to uh, Detroit, Michigan, which does become relevant later, but there's really not much else on his early childhood. When things start to get a little bit interesting is when he starts to get married and I'll use the term married knowing that it's a plural. So in the early 1950s he is serving in Germany and he marries his first wife a woman called Marga and they have two children and then he leaves her and the children. By 1954 he marries a woman called Juanita and I believe this is back in the US. With Juanita he also has two children and he leaves her and the children as well. And then by 1956, he marries a woman called Betty. Their marriage only lasts about four weeks, but somehow he's managed to get her pregnant as well. So within the year, he's also a father to a fifth child, but has left her. So there are five children that he has been father to, but has left all of those women that he'd been betrothed to. So we never hear of them again. That's the end of that. That's just... A bit of a backstory. He then goes on to meet a woman called Vivian and she's a 16-year-old waitress and they fall in love. And by all accounts, and from what I've seen, Jerry Dean Michael is a quite imposing man. He's probably six foot two, quite a statuesque build and blonde and quite handsome actually. Like, I don't know if I could. I don't know if it's just the photographs, but he does look like he's got quite a beautiful complexion. And I could imagine that he would charm women. You know, he he was a little bit of a, a salesman in that respect. And I think, you know, it's no coincidence that, that he's been married four times and, you know, he's still probably, what, in his like, late 20s. So it's fair to say that Jerry Dean Michael was, I don't know if a ladies' man's quite the right terminology for it because I'm, I'm not sure it is, but he was obviously appealing to the sex and the fact that they would, he, he had no trouble meeting women. So he meets Vivian and... As I said, she's the fourth bride and they get married and I think they're in Florida to start with, but then they move to California. And at this point we start to realise that not only has Jerry Dean Michael acquired a number of wives, he's also acquired a couple of misdemeanours with with the law. Things like just, you know, bat, writing bad checks, fake IDs. A lot gateway of stuff crime, that, sir, gateway crime. I know, crimes. I feel like we've covered this time and time mm, again. All these little things. Sure. But... But the, the thing that always uh, never ceases to amaze me is just how different life was then and how you could really move around. You could kind of leave the crimes mm. that you had committed. As long as oh, you yeah. were prepared Much to get up and yeah. move, you know, it's like cutting out bits of paper and making a fake ID. So it was not difficult, I don't think. So kind of if you were so inclined, 
and I, I don't even think that a lot of time people saw it as necessarily serious crime, right? They were just getting by just to get to the next thing or to be somewhere different from where they'd done their last little misdemeanor. But it is in California that Vivian and Jerry Dean Michael get a little bit of strife. And Jerry has been involved in, at one point, he had like a small newspaper set up, but he's got a printing business, a small printing business in California, where he just so happens to also print and distribute fake money. So it's on counterfeit charges that he is arrested. But of course, he and Vivian decide to jump bail. And they, of course, but okay. On on the lamb, you know, which I'd never heard of before. I had even <laughs> now it just now tips a, off your tongue. Yes, yeah, you so I've exactly actually written on the is. run, but I, I've on the run. No, but I guess you could lamb. also on the, they're on the lamb. So off they head across the US, and it's fair to say that they kind of literally pinball from one side of it. They just move around. But whilst they're doing that, they end up with a tribe of five children of their own. Of their own. So not so the on five. on top of his nah. other children. Oh, so wow. So the five that have come before Vivian and the ex-wives, we don't hear of them again. But something works, right, with Vivian and Jerry Dean Michael. They are all well, their biological children. Viv- yeah. No, oh, Vivian has given birth easy. to all of them. Their existence is anything but the norm. So in interviews that I've seen with the children, they they knew things were a little bit different for them. Um, what they were absolutely exceptional at was moving and moving quickly. They, I've seen the daughter interviewed and she said they could be out of their place in within in under five minutes and they would move to the next place. And basically what they were doing was they'd move somewhere so they didn't have to pay rent. They'd be there for a period of time and then when, you know, the bills would come in, off they'd go. So they were, you know, avoiding paying rent. They were, you know, probably doing little bits and pieces on the way. They, the kids never went to school. They were homeschooled. Mm. But they were a really tight-knit group and it is my understanding that the children knew that their father was a criminal and that that's why they were on the run. So I think the kids were kind of not necessarily part of the criminality. I, d- I don't think that they were at all in, in many respects, but it wasn't shielded for them. They knew that to stay together, that's how it worked. So the kids would know what to look for if a car was slowly, you know, following them or something was outside for a little, uh, you know, someone was parked outside Anything longer sus, than ever. The kids for were it. really finely tuned to that. Mm. Um, so they were kind of like this travelling family of, you know, right, what's next? What's next? Do you reckon they like move, you know, 30 times? They just never stopped. Was one of the classes that they taught in homeschool <laughs> how to how to not get caught or how to move in less than five minutes? It must have been. I, I suspect <laughs> that there were quite a few periods that were actually interrupted by something along those lines. Yeah. Like, oh, actually, we'll interrupt this math lesson. For, we've got to go. Yeah, Hello, right. world, there's a song to be singing. Come on, let's move <laughs> on, out. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> But so the children adored their father and well, when I say the children, I'm, I'm basing this on one particular interview, but I think that the kids genuinely really adored their dad and they had a slightly different relationship with their mum. Their mum, I think she was a little bit, not quite as much fun as dad and Probably the daughter, a bit stressed. They had to move every five minutes. Yeah, I think and imagine her existence. She's a, she's homeschooling. Her husband's oh, you know a little bit. I'm sure they're on the land. Yeah. She keeps having more children. <laughs> Jeez. Yes, dad's very popular. And mum is mum. But where this gets particularly interesting is that when they're moving around and they're spending a lot of time with their dad, he starts to 
change his name and start to say to the kids, you know, would you be comfortable with calling me this? Would you comfortable with calling me that? And the kids are sort of open to this and it's what he wants them to call him is auntie. Oh, God. Okay. Mum. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a, an example. Vivian feel about that though? Vivian is about to find out that her husband okay. wants to be a woman. So Jerry Dean Michael. Five children. That's going to create five on children. On the lamb. And now you want to be a woman? Yeah. So oh. he And you want to be their mum? It sounds like last episode. Yeah. We're going to have a mum off. <laughs> Does everybody want to be the <laughs> mum, right? extreme way to go, but Except sure. Except me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and me, Swanee. It's yeah, me, yeah. And me too, Swanee. Not all of us want to be the mum, even if we have to be. Yeah. And I've got quite a few friends that don't want to. That's so very true. But- he sort of he he sort of reveals this information to Vivian, and she freaks out understandably at the time. So she leaves with two of the children, and I'm not sure how long they're gone for. What? But he sends her a letter. Probably she the leaves. youngest two. Yeah, probably just yeah. the two she so likes. He, yeah, well, uh, the two that need. I don't know how it works. Probably, probably the two, I reckon you're right, Schmitty. Yeah. Anyway, so Jerry Dean sends her a letter, and I've heard the letter read out, and it's really beautiful. And the letter is basically saying, look, there's research that's, that is being done into this and I don't know if it's a mental issue that I've got, but there is talk that there are some people who were born, like it's really clever and factual and of this time, which basically says there's a, there are people like me and this is not something new and I've known this since I was a young boy, but, you know, I've always thought that I was a woman. I don't identify with being that at all. And I cannot imagine what that would have been like in the, you know, late 60s to come forward and to mm. have to be able to say that that's, to articulate that that's the experience that he has had to date and the fact that he's aware of the research, like he's he's not just someone going, oh, I want to, I, th- I think I want to be a woman to hide or whatever. Like Paul Denya. Oh, yeah, she can't remember. Yeah, Frankston Killer, who decided Dinner. to oh, oh, yes, of course. I knew the name in jail. Gosh. And then she yes, no, no, no. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. I knew the Paula. name. I said, yes. No, it was kind of <laughs> the opposite. And there's an uh, example where the the what the daughter, the eldest daughter, her name's Candy, and she said they would they were she was with her dad in a car, and he was really trying to get the buy-in from the kids and you know to see how they were going to deal with it. And they they got caught somewhere, and he he said, oh, we can't we can't get through. And she said, oh. Why not? He said, oh, look, it's actually a Christmas parade. And she said, oh, please, please, Dad, you know, can you take me down to see Santa? And he, and he said to her, there's no such thing. Santa's not real. And she got upset upset and started crying. And he said, that's not real, but, you know, would you like me to be your mummy? Would you like me to be <gasps> a mummy too? And she was like, oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what? Okay, what? bit weird. That wouldn't have worked for me. No, I don't think it would work no. for anyone. I was like, no. But she said that no, she didn't have No, I want to see Santa this- and I believe he's yeah. really horrible. Stop being yeah, weird. I don't know that, yeah, that, <laughs> that's really weird, isn't it? And she said that, she said, look, my relationship with mum was fine, but she said it was dad that I really adored. So the thought of having two mums and, you know, dad doing that kind of stuff really appealed to me. So I was quite dad open to Dad being the fun mum now. Yeah. So they had two mums. And so that is essentially what happened. So Vivian has left with two kids. He sends her this letter, which is heartbreaking in its honesty. And actually, you know, I, I, it, it was so ahead of its time that Vivian comes back. Mm. She says, okay. And she, he basically says to her, I've never been able to understand what love was until I met you. I now know that I, and I can assure you that I would die for you and our children. I would do anything, but I 
this, this is that. who I am. I Won't do yeah, that. But yeah, I do yeah. not identify <laughs> sex. Yeah, I do not identify sexually as a man, and I, you know, and I never will again. And if you can live with that, and she so turns does up, that mean okay. that he's still is he still attracted to her though? But he's just not a man. No, not particularly. I don't think. I okay. don't know. No, because he uses an example of the ocean. <laughs> which, again, so poetic. He basically says after the initial attraction of, you know, first love and whatever else, when there are, you know, waves and things crashing or whatever else, after that subsides, you're left with the stillness of, you know, the ocean at times. But it doesn't mean that the currents underneath don't run deep. And so he's basically saying to her, I love you in a more deep fashion, but I certainly don't am not. Don't have all that romantic lustiness. Love yeah. and stuff. That, that's gone. And, and what's she got? It's most marriages. Viv. Five kids to look after, no doubt. <laughs> and a husband. But who I guess wants they see it as a partner. You know, you know. Yeah, it's quite common. A very yeah. close friend of mine's in the same situation. Yeah. And yeah. Has no, been but with I'm, her I'm partner more concerned. Who transgendered and they've stayed together. Yep. And they make it work. They've been together, what, 25 years or something? Mm. Yeah, yep. I've, I've heard of it before. But what I'm saying is I'm more concerned about whether she is still attracted to him rather than him to her because. Because she's not changing, he's changing. What does that make yeah. her feel? Does she go? Yeah, and, and I'm not not judging it. I'm just interested to know. Does she go? Yeah, I still love you, or I just think it would be good if we all stayed together for a family, or you know, what, what's the what's her motivation? I, I don't know. know. Probably because I've seen this a number of times on. Well, I say on TV, but in interviews where it usually is the woman that's well, it normally is that that role where I've seen the male in the partnership transition to a female. But some of the women do seem to stay with him. They help them through it. And she did. Yeah. She she helped him with a lot of the, I mean, it's not, you know, 2023. It was the night, late 1960s. So what was available to you and to help transition was next to nothing probably. Although I did see one reference and it said doctors. So you were still obviously, it was a thing. I just don't know how many people you'd be able to go to to help you. But one of the things that was quite interesting was if he wanted to find out something, he would go and find a solution. He was that kind of person. I'm saying he, I will start saying she in, in a moment. So what uh, Jerry Dean was, he he had bred, do you breed fish? Is that the right word? Yeah. Mm, yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. He'd had, he'd had, pet, he'd had everything. It's like, you know, when we, we meet all these people in these stories that, you know, at one point he had a pet shop, at one point he'd done this, you know, it was, they'd all done a million different jobs, had a newspaper, had a pet shop. They just go from one thing to the next, go and move somewhere else and try something different. But in breeding the fish, he realised that if he'd given them hormones that, that they spawned. So he started going to a vet to get the hormones that he used on himself. So he was basically administer, administering, is that the word? Yeah, yeah, turning himself Self into a horse. Correct. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff he was doing was trying to work out medically what things he could leverage to make him more female. He did go to Mexico, which is, as again I understand was quite a thing that was quite common, to have a boob job. I think it still is quite so common. Go anywhere now, yeah. Cheap. What do they call and it? Cosmetic. Yeah. Holidays. Now, what's the expression for it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, there is a. Oh yeah. Uh, there's not there's a word for it, but yeah, yeah. It's where you travel for the purposes of having yeah, this done. Yeah. Is it something like, uh, tourism or? Yes, tourism. Yeah, that's medical it. tourism. Tourism. Yeah. Something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh. yeah. It's big in Turkey too, I think. A lot of people who have been together. There's forever a story going, I went to Turkey to get my teeth done and now I've just got these little things or whatever it is. tooth across the front yeah. of my face. When, yeah. when we were in Turkey, there were people everywhere who had bandages oh, in different places around up. their face. <laughs> yeah. Or, and plugs, hair yeah, plugs. plugs in their hair, just, you know, all kinds of things. It was so common. Whilst he was transitioning, 
the, the family was still moving around. So on the lamb. <laughs> on the lamb. So it could, there's a lot going on for these kids, really, isn't there? And Viv. There's a lot going the on. stability. Yeah. I'll tell you what, they, they're going to the home school of real life. Absolutely. <laughs> don't, don't know I how good their quote. maths are, but they're street smarts. <laughs> Here's a little quote from the letter that he'd written to her. In a letter attempting to explain what she was going through, Jerry wrote to Vivian, I'm not a man anymore, at least not in the sexual sense, if I ever was. Ultimately, it was a love letter stating, I'd walk through fire for you and the kids. So she returned home. And then their dynamic changes and they become sort of nearly sisters and they call themselves sister-in-laws. And what they do is they do a lot of tests. And, again, I've seen this on other things, you know, much more modern modern times, more contemporary, where the two of them would get dressed up as women, obviously one of them being needing a bit more help, and they'd go to clubs and they they would test things out on how, you know, what was working, what wasn't working, and they were even doing it with the kids. So with the kids they'd have them, you know, like in a grocery store or whatever, and one of the little girls would walk up and she'd be like, Mom, Mom, Brian's hitting me, Brian's hitting me, like in something that would be so normal that you'd normally see to to gauge people's reactions, where were they at in terms of his um, transition, like people buying it a little bit yet? Are they totally freaked out? Because I think by all accounts and, you know, having seen pictures, I I think we most of us would identify straight up that there was something there. But, you know, that's where <laughs> we're that at. Is that part so, of their human behaviour well, class? Yeah. yeah. I think in many respects it really is probably a little bit more acceptable to a family certainly with five kids who have been homeschooled and whose whole life story is about pretending and moving on and you know they they do that thing where I think we've yeah, talked true. about it before where they'd go to like a cemetery find, or look in the death notices find out who's died right well we can use that identity oh, right. send off the they were doing that kind of stuff you know there's a lots of fraudulent Today we're doing take... Fraud School 101, kids. Yes. Mm. <laughs> so I'm think... intrigued as to the classes that they held. Uh, open up the obits, kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Today we're, we're gonna not going to do today? the crossword. We're going to do the obituaries. But do you know what I mean? I think it would lend itself to this idea of going, oh, well, now Dad's going to be a mum. And I don't think the kids could necessarily understand it at the time, but it would be probably a very different <laughs> story if it happened in my house tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? It might be not quite so, okay, let's see what we can do. I think you're right. I think there's an element of not setting up for it, but there's so much extreme no. oddness, yeah, well, difference yeah. in the way they've already managed their lives. They're not Correct. looking around at other people going, but they're like the ex, you know, no. and therefore we should be like them. They're all, they've been trained into a world that's different anyway. Jerry D. Michael becomes Elizabeth Carmichael. And for the sake of the rest of the podcast, I will probably refer to her as Liz because that's what she was known as. Elizabeth chose the name Elizabeth based on dear old Elizabeth Taylor, of course, who she saw as beautiful, rich, popular, strong, talented. You know, she was a big icon at that time. So it's no real surprise. And so Elizabeth Carmichael and Vivian, I don't even know what Vivian's surname would have been by this point. Um, but, you know, off they all would travel together and go around. They just they just were doing it as they had been previously, um, but now that they, they had two mums and they called them both mum, although I get the impression that when they start talking about Vivian, I think they started calling Vivian by name, so that Vivian, although they had two mums, I think she was more of this, <laughs> strangely, because she was the mum, mm. more of an aunt figure or the mother, you know, the yeah, sister-in-law. It was all that. a bit weird. 
Now it's a bit odd. No, um, who was it? Anne? Was it Anne? It definitely. I was thinking about it's that. Like Anne's uh, the ousting of the actual biological mother. Mm. Correct. Okay, so that sort of sets us up to the backstory of where we're headed, which is going to be. We must have a crime, right? It is trial by wine. So far, there's been lots of little ones, but nothing. No, you know, so nothing far, that, we've nothing got to we the lady. Now yeah. we've got to get to the Dale. Dale, surely. correct. Yeah. And let me get you to the Dale. Mm. Mm. So in 1973, Liz Carmichael was working in Los Angeles at USMI, the United States Marketing Institute. Oh, God. And she had been sort of, I guess, taken under the wing of a PR slash sales guy. His name I've totally forgotten. Sol- Don Draper. Sal Scheisman, I can't remember what it was. But he really saw Liz for kind of what he slash she had always been, a bit of a salesman. Like they could all, she could talk to anyone about anything, very charismatic, real presence. Because remember, she's six foot two. I think someone said she was 200 pounds. So she was a big presence and. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no. But, you know, she was just really, she drew attention to herself, but she was able to talk to people. And so it's very interesting. No one was walking around, as I understand it, saying, oh, Liz used to be a man. This At this point, it doesn't even seem to come up. She's just getting on with it. And I think what if if people have an, an initial kind of uh, moment, what what's happening here, She's on to the next thing. The She's talking about opportunity. Yeah, kept you going. And she you had like, real you charisma. Really quickly, I think. That yes, great that charisma. You thought about it. Yeah. Lot to say. Very confident. And I've heard her quote her saying, and it's very true. She'd often say. I can do anything a man can do. And I'm like, well, she's absolutely right. And she knows that for a fact because she's actually been, you know, both sides of that sort of gender equation. So she she would often leverage that, I think, to sort of know how to speak to men or how to speak to women because she was trying to speak to who they were. Yeah, yeah. Mm. What would happen at the United States Marketing Institute? It sounds like a... Acme, I don't know why I'm thinking. Yes, it's like that. So people would come to them with inventions. Oh. And they say, you know, we've just made this. What do you think of that? Oh, it's the innovations catalogue. Correct. It's that <laughs> right. kind of thing. So this is 1973 we're talking in California. Things are happening. You know, it's Woo-hoo. it's exciting. You know, you could only imagine, you know, all the different things that were coming to across their desk every day. And it's here that she meets Dale. And Dale's actually a man who has invented a three-wheel car. <laughs> Liz is, to- her imagination is totally captured by this three-wheeled car. And all I can think of is the Gogglemobile. The Gogglemobile. Do you remember that ad for? Gogglemobile. Yeah, I do. Gogglemobile. I'm looking for a part for my Gogglemobile. Gigi. Oh, that's it. What was the yellow pages? It's not the dart. They always think it's the dart. the dart. And truthfully, the car, the Dale, doesn't look massively different to the Gogglemobile or whatever it is. The Dale is what they start referring to the car as. And that is Liz's idea. It wasn't called that. It was just, you know, prototype X, Y, Z or whatever else. But Liz's imagination is what she wants to do something with this. She sees that there's a real opportunity here to revolutionise the car market. And what's really important is what is happening at this time. So we're now in 1974 and she is now going to launch her own automobile company. Why it is so relevant, it is the height of the Middle East oil crisis. Ah, right. So what's say, happening what's is, the value of the Dale in this market? Yes. Yeah. It's because it's not like people are not trying to save the environment. Do not even think that that's what's on, any, on anyone's <laughs> agenda. All the footage that I've seen with people being interviewed at the time on the news is people are 
furious that they have been inconvenienced by this oil crisis where you know they were Having either running out petrol. of fuel, the cost of fuel, correct, if it was there. And this is in 1974, I think they were saying they didn't, you know, they were talking about what they'd be given next summer and then the Arab states had got together and said no more, but they hadn't told the Western states they were going to do this. It was, it was big, big news. So Liz is coming to a market saying, I'll tell you what, I've got an idea. Look what I've got. I've got this prototype of a three-wheeled super light car, super inexpensive, but most importantly, it is so economical. You would not believe the mileage you can get per gallon of fuel. So it's perfect timing. So What year was this? Sorry. 1974 we're now in. Because the Reliant was already launched in the UK at this point. You know the Rob- Reliant Robin? But I don't know what that means, though. I do it's know a three-wheeled car. car. It's a, it, you, was this three-wheeled? Mr. Bean drives one. <laughs> yeah, you I, drive I, I a comic value, the, I know, obviously. But, I know the name, but I didn't know yeah, that that and, was what one was. It's always one of those things that every now and then, because Tony watches a lot of Wheeler Dealer and bullshit yeah, programs yeah. like that, and every now and then they have something like that on it. But I know when I lived in the UK, people would always make little, little jokes, jokes about that was, it. Yeah, come back, I mean, yeah, it, maybe what, it wasn't very fast. I remember it was a slow car. I seen when people have talked about it. it. <laughs> maybe it did. <laughs> but, yeah, so that that was in 73, I think, so just beforehand. But, anyway, tell us about the Dale. So she met him and she, she just saw this real opportunity. So with him, they left USMI to form... <laughs> You won't believe the name. The name of the company that she formed was 20th Century Motor Car Corporation. I'm surprised she was allowed to because 20th Century Fox would have been yeah, kicking by that when we enjoy it. Anyway, so 20th Century Motor Car Corporation. And I've seen her daughter interviewed and she talks about the fact that they had this really quite flash showroom on Ventura Boulevard. And she said, look, at the time, she said, you know, they were really sort of high-end businesses were there. It wasn't like she was in some back block. So I don't know how... She got the funding initially to do that, but from the get-go, she was out there promoting this product and, you know, basically selling people a dream solution, in some respects, to what was a, a heightening crisis and a real concern for everybody who owned a car. It was becoming impossible and totally unaffordable to to fill your tank up and be able to drive around. It was becoming, you know, you, like we've now. all been in situations of cars, if, you can't, if your car doesn't have fuel, you're not going anywhere, right? Correct. No. So... She was really able to tap into that. So she used her charisma and her you know, sort of her bombastic nature to sort of really get out there. And she was so confident. And when she was talking about it, she'd use she'd absolute salesman, absolute salesman. You know, she'd be out there promised that, you know, it was not long after I think there'd been, a, you know, a recent space mission and she was saying, you know, this is we're using the same materials that were used on the nose cone so that when the, I don't think it was a space shuttle, but the spaceship, I can't remember what it would have been called, a rocket at the time, that was pre-space shuttles, wasn't it? Yeah, when rocket, it came yeah. back to Earth, a rocket, that it didn't, you know, implode as it came through the atmosphere. She was making claims like this. So people were, like, really interested and she was actually, she was getting people who would were, were genuine engineers and that really excited because they were like, actually, this, if this is works, if we can make it work, this is going to revolutionise not only the motor industry, but we're going to really stick our fingers up at the the big guys in Detroit, which is what she often claimed. You know, she's like, you know, Ford, you know, General General mm. Motors. We we will show them they they've got us by the balls, and they're building heavier cars. That require, and it's true. You think about the size they're of US cars, vehicles. huge, yeah. Yeah. super heavy, more fuel, 
everything was more, 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 yeah. bigger, 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 more consumption, more pollution, more this, you know. And so by contrast, the little yellow Dale looked quite futuristic. I wouldn't necessarily say sleek and sexy, but I could imagine it would be exciting. And so she started selling options to people to get first ones off the manufacturing line because at this point it was still just an idea, okay? So they were obviously doing the testing. So she had a research and development lab that she called, which was off-site, that wasn't on Ventura Boulevard, and they would do lots of things there to see what was possible or wasn't possible. But it wasn't long before the cracks started to show and it was apparent that what was happening is all the people that she had come in, a lot of them, like there were some people that were ex-NASA and ex-this, ex-the other, she, they'd turn up on a Friday afternoon and she'd pay them all in cash. She'd have all this cash because what she was mm. doing was she was taking people's down payment, which was, you know, $1,000 or whatever else, and she was saying that she was making on average, you know, $30,000 a day who would just turn up with cash, and that's a lot of money in those days. And so she was paying everybody in cash and but she just had all of their imaginations so excited with what the possibilities were. And people who were, you know, genuine, they weren't fools, a lot of people who worked for her. They had worked for big companies and they were so excited by the possibility of being able to make this work. It was only when it started to become apparent to them that it was really a marketing exercise and her PR sort of machine that they started to have a few concerns. Mm. And, you know, when they'd say to her, hey, can you can you not say that? Can you not say that this is indestructible or it, it can't flip or it can't do this? All these claims that she was making to sell it, you start to realise there's a, an element of a con man, con woman at play and, it, it, and it, it escalates. So all the things before, all the little petty crimes that you know, had led Jerry Dean through that ping pong across the US, it's all just starting to come out just at a sort of at a bigger level and she has a real profile now she's in all the marketing collateral it's interesting you know she's not shying away from the fact you know she's this big woman standing in front of the dale you know she's a big part of the image because she spoke to people who weren't big business who weren't perfect and perfectly formed or whatever else she was talking to people who Ordinary people, normal people. Ordinary people who went, you know what? That's the American dream right there. Look at her. Yeah. She's up there having a go. She's going to make it better for us. She's she's telling the big guy, hang on a tick. We can do it better. Mm. So she had a huge following and it was, you know, lots of people were really, really excited by it. Not everyone, however. Mm, surprised me. one of those people, people, one of the, oh, God. Or corporations? No, not even. It was a journalist. Oh, Trixie Janos. Mm. So the journalist, and this is what's quite interesting, the journalist, they were, you know, like, you know, when are they like, A-K-C-E, you know how they have like those little initials, like, you know, in the US where they've like got four little initials and they were sitting in this like little newsroom oh, yeah. as they always do. But, you know, she, she was so open to being interviewed, just always being interviewed, always got this, you know, fantastic patter about, oh, you know, I was just a poor far- farm girl who grew up in, I think she said Ohio or whatever else. She, that was all a lie, you know, and I, I did engineering at University of Ohio. Again, all things that could be checked, all bullshit. Yeah. But, again, I have seen it referenced somewhere else. They said when people transitioned, they tell them to create a whole new backstory. Mm-hmm. So this was her whole new backstory and she was really buying into it so she could sell it. Uh, it would only be if you really went to check and why would you at this point. That's it. Why uh, would that you, you bother? Why yeah. would you at this point? However, sitting in a newsroom, looking for stories or whatever else, there's a journalist who I'll go on to name him in a moment. He and I guess his producer or whatever else are watching another journalist from their station interview Liz Carmichael. And she says something and they laugh and they say, oh, 
I actually think that they were laughing initially, and this sort of does come out later, they were laughing at her because of what she looked like. So that piqued their interest. They were the only people that I've actually seen referenced out of everything that went, she, there's something a bit odd there, but they didn't say that. They just, there was something that didn't quite sit right for them, these two men. Anyway, so from that point, they went, why don't we go down and interview her? So down they went and they interviewed her. And sure enough, when they did that, they started to think that something wasn't quite adding up and some of her claims were very, very bold. And the interviewer is a gentleman called Dick Carson, and he has a rather famous son called Tucker Carlson. (laughs) You may have heard of him, Fox News. It's kind of implied at the time, but they don't really explore it until later, which is they had an issue with her as a starting point, right? That was a problem for them. Let let alone, you know, the fact that she might have been taking on money on people. They were like, "Mm, that doesn't fit my version of a a woman. You're You're too much. You're just too much. So I think it's the two things combined. I actually think this, I mean, i.e. like the, you know, the transgender is what drove their real, the they were really focused on getting it. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I think that was really what's behind it. a dislike or a question about the authenticity of the individual? Both, I actually think. Right. Okay. Yeah. I think that, it, I think that both would go hand in hand. Certainly it became dislike and initially it was kind of like, you know, I, they had I, reason to be suspicious. Do not get me wrong, mm. but I think that the way they went about it and the way they talked about it, just their vocabulary and stuff would suggest it was a little bit like better. that. Mm. On a day-to-day basis, the family thought things were going fabulously. They had never lived in a house for that long. The kids had actually been in one home for more than a month or so. Wow. They were seeing their dad roots. a bit less mm-hmm. because he was so busy, but he would always make time to take them on a picnic. And he, he sounded just like a fabulous day, their like mom, on a Saturday by night. The way. Yeah. Oh God, God, yes. That's oh. right. Their mum, their mum, their mum, their <laughs> mum. Liz was amazing, and she would always make time for them. Every Sunday, they'd go on a picnic, and she would cook food for them on the Saturday night. And the daughter would say, you know, she would she make potato salad and coleslaw, and oh, that's not really cooking, is it? That's that's it's Carla salad cooking. Making. That's what that is. Yeah, yeah. Salad making. But then she'd do fresh bread in the morning, and just nice things. Like she really was. She really did love the kids and Vivian. And Vivian was her, um, I think, receptionist. And so they would say they were sister-in-laws and whatever else. So they worked together. So I don't know who, I don't know how old the kids were by this point, but someone must have been looking after them at home. I think they had some other aunties in the picture. But to the outside world, Liz was a woman going somewhere. She had this amazing prototype of the Dale. The family were happy. It was all kind of going quite nicely, but the cracks were beginning to show and it was particularly Until beginning to show in the... Mm. in the research and development lab where the people who really knew what was going on were starting to come forward with questions that couldn't be answered and sometimes there wasn't enough money. The money was starting to become a problem. Mm. So, Did they say things like, really, you're going to steer it with a (laughs) off-shelf, you know, Atari controller? (laughs) (laughs) Or is that too soon? That's quite soon. I knew what you were talking about there, yeah. $10 $10 oh, off-market game oh. controller. Are you going to steer <laughs> it with that? Mm. Anyway, so the people that were in the know and who did understand were looking around saying, why are there so many songs about extra rainbows? people here? That, like she had, she now had security <laughs> guards. There were people that were like mafia 
type people in there. So there was, yeah, it, it got quite. Why well, well, there were mafia God, people the there? Mafia. They, don't know. Or... they don't know. They don't know. That I think escalated quickly, yeah. <laughs> I think it's where there's cash, where there's money, where there's the interest of something that, you know, someone's potentially making some money. She was quite often, and there's not a lot said about it, but she was quite often in meetings with mafioso characters. Looking. A lot of the mm. engineers and that would say, look, people would come in. I didn't feel necessarily in danger, but I did feel threatened by this. And I don't know why they were there. They would come and they would go. Mm. They'd always be in meetings with her. It's like it was working at Dad's factory when I was young. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she ended up she ended up with bodyguards. So Ooh. the kids knew that she had bodyguards, but she called them her drivers, but she did have people looking after her. And I guess it was just with the sheer amount of money that was coming into the place at different times that that was the case. But then all of a sudden the money started to dry up at the research and development part of you know, the, the setup and they were saying, hey, you know, this isn't working, that's not working, and what is our timeline? You're saying you're going to go to production in 1975, that's next year, we're not there, what's going to happen? So they decide to have their prototype test and the prototype test was to be done it will be done on December 31, 1974. So that's all within a year. Like that a lot has happened in a really quick in really quick succession in a very short period of time. You know, all these things her meeting Dale Clift in 73, launching 20th Century Car Corporation in 74. We're now at the back end of 74 and she's like getting so much pressure, of course, because she's taken all this money. She needs to have something that's going to work, right? Got to deliver, honey. Absolutely. And it's also at this point that they find out that there's potentially some interest in Japanese. They're coming to town. They want to see a prototype. And mm. it's interesting because you start to hear what the different engineers and different you know players are saying. Some of them are saying, look, at the end of the day, the thing's just got to move. Just make it go straight forward. Oh. You know, that's all we need to do to show that it moves at this stage. We don't need to get ahead of ourselves. Whereas someone like Liz Carmichael, Liz Carmichael's like, just get the thing moving, make it work. We've got to put a show on, right? She's not really that bothered by how it works. It just has just to work. Make it work. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So on the day of the test drive, the prototype is brought out, a little yellow dale, and things start off swimmingly. They achieve uh, 45 to 50 miles per hour in terms of speed. Oh, that's good. Uh, that's it was one fast, of them described yeah. it, said it sounded like a BMW. It looked good. It sounded good. Uh, and whilst it was just running straight, things at that speed, things were great. Mm. But there were two guys, one driving and a passenger, and the driver decided to kind of get a little bit, to push it a bit. And when he pushed it, I think he was sort of on a corner. <laughs> it ended up oh. on one side and one of, the, one of them shoulder was hanging out the side oh. like nearly on the road. Oh. And the other guy was having to keep it on him. So it didn't quite go to plan and it looked dangerous. Were the so, Japanese there for that? Yeah, yeah. The Japanese did not go for that. The Japanese Good. left. The Reliant also would tip because it had its, its uh, single wheels thing. at the front of the yeah. car. Yeah. But in the Dale, the wheels at the back. Mm. So you can imagine if you turn, you've got yeah. nowhere for the back of the car to go but out <laughs> and fall over. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so interestingly, you the thought guy. The Dale who designed it might have. You know, check this out. I don't know that Dale was massively involved at this point. But he I don't designed know what was it. What was it? Just I a know, picture but, he drew when now, he was a kid and thought, this is futuristic. I'll just take probably. it to Innovations Catalogue and see if they'll make it for me. I'll just find <laughs> So some what then became quite interesting <laughs> is whether or not the driver was a trying to sabotage their efforts. So I've seen the, the oh, driver oh. interviewed and he says, well, I, of course, when we got back to the shop. I didn't have I to didn't try. Have, 
I didn't have to. It didn't drive. It needed to be shown because what she was claiming was wrong. I didn't yeah. intentionally do it, but you know, I didn't need to intentionally do anything. It did it itself. It yeah. wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't roadworthy. Whereas yeah. every, there were a whole host of other people who were so d- dirty with him. They were like, "Oh my gosh, you know, you've destroyed our whole livelihood, our best chance at this. How dare you do that to us?" So it was not a great experience. And oh, I'm sorry, I won't do that. I won't left. test it. We'll, we'll roll it out and how many people will get killed as a result of us not testing it properly just so that you people could be happy? Mm. Yes, Make money. pretty much. So Liz was irate and Dick Carson had had like people spying on them and trying to get in. They'd gone down a couple of times to interview them. He was trying to unearth something. So after the failed prototype test, he was trying to get sort of informant and he ends up following some guy to a bar somewhere who's left the you know research and development facility and he said I wouldn't quite say I got him totally on board but I got him on board enough and what he gets this guy to do is he brings I think it's a glass with Liz's fingerprints on it and <laughs> oh I, I, that wouldn't normally yeah. matter but now it makes that yeah yeah, got it. yeah yeah he knows what he's into yeah jeez he wants a bit of backstory so, correct so Dick is off with the glass Tricky getting Dick. the fingerprints checked mm. yeah meanwhile after the failed of the test yeah And there has become a real sort of undercurrent as a result of Dick Carson's interviews and going to them and saying, you know, I don't know that you're allowed to take money from people if you haven't actually started manufacturing because there are laws, uh, securities laws in California that it's all about what you can use money for that you've taken from someone before the product's yeah. available. Yeah. And you have to put it into escrow. You are not allowed to, to spend use it, it wildly and have well, a good time. And use it to actually make the product. That has to sit somewhere else. And, of course, that's absolutely not what is being done. And he's also very cleverly gone down there with somebody who hadn't been into the oh, – so this becomes a thing. They then are told that they're not allowed to take money anymore. You're no longer allowed to do this on option. They still have their, you know, their sales office and whatever else. The car is still on display. People can still walk in and see it, but they're not supposed to take any money. Of course, they set someone up. A guy walks in who's with the TV station. He, he goes back to his producer and said, I just saw someone, they, they took money from someone. And guy goes, well, get your checkbook out. And the guy goes, I haven't got enough money to cover that. He goes, you're not going to need to, trust me. Go in there, see if they'll sell you one, and then we'll take it from there. So sure enough, they go in, they sell it to him. So they can, they've been continuing to take money illegally after they've been told you must stop doing that. You can no longer do that. The guy comes out and says, you know, they've just taken my check. Then they send the other guy in and say, you're still taking money. Everyone's hiding. Whatever else this car, Michael's nowhere to be seen. So there's a movement, right? They're, they're really onto it. They're just taking money the for snowballing nothing. snowballing is. At the, the same time, Texas, Texas has come down and said. Texas? All Texas, Texas has come to the party and said, hey, I know you're getting a little bit of grief up there, but we've got this, you know, manufacturing suite. Factory. Texas has a car factory. Facility. Texas. Yeah, that used to be Ford's. That why don't you come down here? We'll give you tax breaks or whatever else to produce down here. Come and manufacture down Texas. So Liz Carmichael's like, ah, hold yeah. my beer. I'll be there in a minute. Yeah, yeah, I'm on my way. So <laughs> hold my beer. At the very beginning of 1975, <laughs> so remember at the end of 74, we've had the disastrous test drive. In early 1975, there are two cars with the children and... I think Vivian and then an auntie or whatever else with her, and they're driving them to Texas. Not in a Dale, though. Not in a, no, no, they wouldn't fit in a Dale, but no, just two standard cars. Right, right, right. Um, they're en route to Texas. They've been told that they're now moving there, which is true because the facility is going to now move down. There's too much heat up in California. And as they're driving down there, they hear on the radio an announcement that there has been a murder mm. at the 20th Century Car Corporation showroom. What? Oh, my God, what? 
So they're in absolute panic. They think, oh, my God, Liz has been murdered. Oh, my God, Liz has been murdered because they know nothing. There's no detail. It just says there's been a murder. They then arrive in Texas and when they get to Texas, who should be there but Liz Carmichael. Liz Carmichael had actually flown out of Los Angeles to Dallas and wasn't at the car showroom when the murder occurred. And the murder was actually, it was her bodyguards, so, you know, hit men, heavy men, whatever you want to call them. There were two ex-cons and one of them had an idea that there was someone from the government coming in to do an audit or check something. He thought what we need to do is we need to murder that person. Oh, my God. And the other, the other bodyguard went, don't be an idiot. You yeah, don't want to do that. So he murdered him. No, so they got into a fight. The two bodyguards got into a Brilliant. fight. They'd been like ex-cellmates or something at prison. It sounds like minions. You know, where one it of sounds them ridiculous. Has so an one idea with half one. a brain cell right. and the other one had So one a they're brain having a struggle cell. with a with a loaded gun and the loaded gun goes off accidentally four times. But yes, one of them was uh, <laughs> one of them like, in the daughter. He ran into my <laughs> knife. He ran into my knife four times. Four times. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So at least, and, and then, you know, and, and Tucker Carson each night must have like a little segment where he's doing his investigative reporting and he's like, hang on a tick, if she needed bodyguards, why was she travelling without her bodyguards? Yeah. You know, I she Tucker set the Carson voice, yeah, yeah. was a bit young at that point. Maybe Dick Carson. Oh, God, I said it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> without fail. I can't, my brain can't do this. My brain's not up to these things. I have not. I'm too uh, yeah, old. Just had, <laughs> you just had Tucker old. Carson on your mind. Or Tucker Carlson on your mind. Well done. You make it seem oh, gosh, so, so you- accidental, but we know you're still <laughs> for the comedy value. <laughs> so a bodyguard killed was- another bodyguard. So it's yeah. just so that was kind it. of random. That was just random. It was was unrelated. All right, one minion killed the other minion. (laughs) Right, but but he, you know, obviously got caught and he went to jail. So there, there is a crime there, but nothing that we need to focus on. So as you can see, things are rapidly falling apart in LA. That's just a a crime side story. And yeah, correct. The Dale investors start to really get a a sense of what's happened. uh, 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 Where's my money? So they all start turning up at the showroom on Ventura and. Surprise, surprise, it's closed. So they're all outside, knocking the door, nothing to see here. It is like sort of one of those things where overnight it is no more. Just like the rest of their lives. Meanwhile, down in Texas, you know, Liz Carmichael has got sort of like a hero's welcome. They've welcomed her with open arms. Liz is here, here we go. You know, they're excited by the fact that, you know, the Dale, the sexy Dale, it's arrived in Texas. It's going to be ours now. California, you know, didn't handle it very well, but we are. Well, anyway, that's how things start and they don't last like that for very long because they have, again, she has a facility outside where where they're holding the Dale and the district attorney and some of his cohort go down and take a look at it. (laughs) And as he describes it, he said, well, it looked like a toy kit car, a large toy kit car at very best. He said, without Liz being there to sell it and, you know, extol the virtues of, you know, lower. To oversell it. Correct. Correct. <laughs> you know, the, you know the making it. You know, you it. lightweight. Only yeah, use well, 50 it, mils of petrol for 500 Ks. Yeah. Correct, correct. It could come the back answer from to the, you know, the safely. Middle East oil crisis. Mm. Yeah, it can. I mean, it can't turn a corner, but it can. You could drop it through the Earth's atmosphere and it'll be fine. He said, you know, without her, it was totally apparent to them it was just it was a sham. A piece of shit. 
So they immediately went to prosecute. So they, oh, they had a criminal complaint and it was that they had conspiracy to commit grand theft in promotion and sale of the Dale. They wanted to charge 10, including Liz Carmichael. So 10 of the people that were sort of instrumental in the business. Are they basically saying that that car was never going to be a car and that's why it's theft because they're promoting something, taking money for it? I think so. You'll never, never be able to sell it. it. It's never yeah. going to be the proposition that thing. you say it is. I think the promotion part of that is false advertising. Type false advertising. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they're saying theft, so this, which is interesting. So it's the taking because they're taking the money for the promotion. The money. Yep. They're just yep. calling yep. bullshit on her. Did they ship the prototypes down <laughs> to much. Texas? There was only one. That was there. That's what they'd seen. So the right. prototype that they had seen in Texas. That was when they went and had a look, and they went, "This is." Piece of shit. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> they had a look at it and it was really wow. apparent without <laughs> all her, you know, wow. smoke and mirrors and all yeah. her charisma. What a load of um, shit. Nan, Nan would have been the first one, wouldn't she? <sighs> wow. You can't what a drive load. that. What a load of old shit. <laughs> but you can't underestimate Liz. She knows how to act and she knows how to act quickly. Mm. So... Candy, the daughter, says that pretty much immediately there was a fa- there was a meeting at the family home where she said a whole host of. I we're going to move in less than five minutes. Investors. You know the drill. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Pack up your shit. Someone, someone turned up with a briefcase. They had closed out the account and they literally divvied up the money. So I think that, that this is you know a picture. It's a, you know an oh, illustration. Geez. But there's, you know, is this the ten people, people who are going to be yeah. indicted? I don't know if it is those ten people, but, but surely some, some of them, them would have been. Yeah, yeah. Right. some of them would have been. Some of them probably were like probably weren't benefiting from it at all, really. But they were get the money run scattered to yeah. the winds. Probably yeah. as few yeah. of and that's those exactly ten what people happened. as possible, so they got more money each. That's right. Yeah. yeah, correct. They were not all ten, so they divvied up the money. And um, Candy says that within ten minutes they were on the road. They're gone. They're out of there. That is so impressive. Oh, I geez. wish someone would. I wish I could meet these people and they could teach Tony how to get on the road in ten minutes. That'd be a really useful thing. Well, I could. Oh, I think I could find it quite <laughs> handy getting to school and whatnot. Oh, I'm, we we're get, always slightly late. I'm terrible. When we get back you know from travelling, we'll tell you. Because oh. <laughs> we'll have just show Tony so how to. Did practice. you do the, the Liz Carmichael? Well, oh. If you're very good at the Liz Carmichael method. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like God's it. sake, yeah. woo! We've got a flight to catch. Five minutes from Channel now. Channel the Liz Carmichael <laughs> method. <laughs> it will be, I'll meet you in the, meet you in the lobby exit. in ten minutes. <laughs> right. Things get a little bit, I don't know, a bit, I wouldn't say sketchy. There's not as much detail for me that I, I found sort of after this point. Then I get a little bit lost in where they went, where they went next. But they do end up in Miami and there is a police raid. And the oh. kids go, at, one of the boys walks in and says, Mums. <laughs> do you know there's a car or a van parked two houses down and it was there yesterday and then the daughter walks out and says why is the mail van there and they walk in and say you know why is the mail van there and they're and raided immediately they are raided immediately but liz gets wired? out the back door is that i was going to no. say with that but liz yeah. got out liz escaped she Not got the out kids, the back but door the, the apartment itself but yeah, probably so Liz does a runner-runner. Runner. Oh, she's in- Liz does a runner, oh, but she did love, it in her underwear. She? I will go through fire for you lot, except yeah, for when yeah. I'm running from the feds <laughs> in my yeah, pants. Correct. I'll oh, drop your so she was in her underwear and she ran oh, out the back door. God, that would have been a sight to see, wouldn't it? Well, did she actually get away though? No. no. She comes <laughs> back two days later to say goodbye to the kids and the police burst in. They will. Oh, they get her again. Oh, they right. get her again. And then 
This is the bit where I haven't had enough time to sort of Sorry, really explore it. So she's it. run out of the house in her pants and she's done yeah. what Has for two days in. in just her pants? Don't know, hidden somewhere probably. <laughs> Been in hiding. That's why like she, she went had on back like in, a. That's why she went a like a Nancy Gantz, like a no, 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 like a, a, a structured bodysuit kind of thing. A girdle. Oh, now I'm I think picturing. I know what you're picturing a werewolf from yesterday. No, Chris Jenner. Chris Jenner? No, not Chris Jenner. Her husband. Bruce Jenner. Bruce Bruce Jenner. No, what's Bruce Bruce Jenner's name? Caitlin. Caitlin Jenner. Caitlin Jenner. Yeah, on the front of Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair. That's what I'm picturing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Right. Sorry. Clarky is like, I don't know what you're talking about. Pop culture again. Yeah, I know, right? God. Is it what's the saying? It's like people like Liz Carmichael ran so that people like Caitlin Jenner could fly. Oh, really? (laughs) 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 So, uh, yeah, basically at this point that she gets, I don't know if she gets extradited back to California or I think it's, I think it's Texas. But then the indictment currently is in Texas. So it would be things get really. I find things get a bit sad after this in terms of the Mm. way she's treated because then it becomes really this whole... Nasty about her being transgender. A a bit like Danny Lady. Really nasty. Throw her in with the boys, you know, she's in men's prison. uh, I think that where things are different for Liz is Liz... I was reading about a similar case the other day about a... It might have been an American who's transgendering. Yeah. Hasn't had the... Downstairs operation so, yet, and neither had Liz. Liz hadn't yeah. had that either, and oh, so they well. put her in a men's prison where she was just treated abominably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and the thing was that she'd been approved to have her surgery prior to going into jail, and they blocked her having the surgery, and then they wouldn't let her go into a women's prison. And, you know, like it's it's cruel and unusual torture. And then you're not ac- actually supposed to, I mean, I know in trial by wine we sentence people to cruel and unusual torture all the time, but literally yeah. the law states that you can't do that. But anyway, sorry. So are you saying that she should have been put in a woman's prison or she shouldn't have been put in a men's prison or...? That she should have been in isolation. It's really the... awkward, isn't it? But I, I probably 100%. would have put her in a women's women's prison if she identifies as a woman. I, well, I, I think, think if she hasn't had the chop, it's it becomes even more complicated because it's complicated. Why are you? 100%. Why are you a woman? Well, she just hasn't got around to having the chop. But I think it's important to understand that when you're going through trans uh, that transition, whether you've had bits of you changed physically, as in have the chop, yeah. all those hormones make such a significant change yeah. to how you feel, how you respond, not just that you grow hair or whatever, that people can be functioning and thinking and responding like a woman for a long time before they actually have their penis. You and know, and after. What do they call like it? The, the, the yeah, emotions exactly. even after are incredibly but when you're deep putting when you're putting a ton of estrogen in inside yourself, yeah, but when you're putting a lot of estrogen inside yourself and you're making that shift away from having a lot more testosterone, then you are changing whether or not you've got your breasts of put course, in. Of course, but, but from a legal had, perspective, if you're a criminal. Yeah, it's tricky. I don't know where you go. Do you know that they didn't know that she was a man at this point? Well, that's so, even worse then. What? So what, what yeah. happens well, that's is so you've got tuck of. That's just listen, nasty because so di- she's an unattractive big woman. Di- no, 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 no. no, 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 no. You don't, they you don't found put a out. woman this, this in This is how they found out. Strip search. Surely they strip search them. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, turn left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were going to send you right, but it's time to go left. <laughs> 
Actually, to be fair, I'm probably getting my timeline slightly confused. I think whilst they were on the run before they had been found in Miami, this was probably discovered. And what happened was the authorities in Texas found Vivian's brother, and I think he was up in Illinois or somewhere, and they got in touch with him and they went to visit him and they they walked in and he had known. He had always known. He really, really liked Liz and he'd said, look, I'd got into a little bit of trouble with, tell me, what's the name? The, what was his name first? Jerry. Jerry. Dean. Just they, Jerry. They got, they got into trouble early on and he protected his brother-in-law who was younger and he totally took the rap for something so it's, he saved yeah. his brother-in-law. So they always had a pretty solid relationship. And when Liz, when, they, when he transitioned to Liz, they went to visit the brother-in-law and say, look, Vivian Corden said, look, something's changed. I mean, there was always something changing with these guys. They had all these ways that they That's would communicate news. and stuff. Yeah. So they went to visit the brother-in-law and he saw Liz a number of times, I think, and was kind of pretty okay with it. And as he said, you know, because it was someone in my family and I saw it firsthand what it meant to them and how it actually played out, he said, I had, I totally understood why someone would want to do it. So the authorities turn up at his office in Illinois and say, do you you know why we're here? He's like, well, I don't exactly know, but I've got an idea anyway. So he says, you know, I've only ever been truthful with everybody. So he said, I kind of did tell them. And they said, was he a man? Because we found out through the fingerprints. He said, yes. So then they get in touch with, you know, the other authorities and they all start, then it, then it's a big story, right? Then all of a sudden they've got a male criminal who's tried to trick the public mm. by cross-dressing. And yeah, that's where the narrative yeah. really starts yeah. to change. I saw that coming. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, when they had gone into the homes, when they had raided their places, they They'd found padded women's garments. They'd found gender transition-related reading material. They'd found letters from Liz to Vivian, all these things. And so I guess that's why when they went to visit, yeah, Vivian's brother, that it was all sort of like, yes, it is true. And then, you know, the authorities and media uniformly portrayed Liz as, you know, someone who was really, she really is a he, was the title of a 1975 People article on the scandal reflecting the Times tone, which alternately portrayed Carmichael's trans identity as a lie and a perversion. He evidently derived as much pleasure from his tightrope walk between sexual identities as from his numerous scams to relieve the public of loose cash. So that the two became intertwined and in actual fact, the thought that, that people, had, you could imagine any man who thought he'd been tricked by this person who was actually a man mm. pretending to be a woman, it caused this real outrage and she was treated terribly by not only the authorities but certainly by the media. But, but with all due respect, she's treated a whole lot of people terribly as well. So maybe there's a little bit of come up Oh, absolutely. She's no, that's, and this is the thing that it becomes an issue in how they deal with it here and now is the trans community, a lot of people weren't aware of it and of um, this story, which is quite remarkable really that somebody who is, you know, transitioning in that era had such a huge profile, right, and had this amazing mm. story. So, and what they say is once people realised what it was, it was all like, oh, it's all awful and then it was just shut down and it's just, you know, left to be just a, a distant memory. But the, the problem that they have is she committed crimes, she did yeah, the, really yeah, the wrong thing. She was, wrong. you know, absolutely a criminal. But you ha- they're, what they're trying to do is separate the two and say the journey as to becoming a woman doesn't make you a criminal. The criminal part of it is ro- robbing people. Yeah. She's not a fraud it's quite because ex- she's and it's transitioning. Extraordinary she's story. a fraud because she's That's right. a not fraud because she's robbing people and <laughs> yeah. the day she's a, that, yeah. yeah, and she's flawed and, you know, it, but, but it, it's, just, it's just interesting, I guess, that, you know, that there's this story of this person that, you know, when people 
a fool to just go, how did that happen? I mean, honestly, you look at it. I'm sure you've both had a look I've at the I've had a look. I don't Pretty know. obvious. Yeah, but I was thinking about that and I think it's, again, it's just about the time. Like how, we are very accepting now. And so like yes. I went to a 21st birthday last year and there were four young people there who yeah. hadn't transgendered but they didn't identify. They were yeah. non-binary and yeah, they were yeah. wearing right. whatever they chose to wear. And yeah. I think I might have mentioned at the time, for me, I don't have a problem with people who might be born male who have decided that they want to be non-binary or or want to, or in point of fact want to transition to being a female wearing women's clothes. I have a problem with them wearing awful clothing from the op shop <laughs> that looks shithouse. <laughs> if you're going to appropriate my gender, do it well, please. That's what I always say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that old that, like, that, adage. Yeah. Whether, it's, whether it's gender or culture, yes, whatever. That, just do it that, that and what a load of old shit. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, going back to my originally what I was going to say is I don't know how many people would have been walking around either not identifying as uh, being non-binary or at the time, right? So At the time, yeah, right. So you're walking around. It's you 50 see, years ago. Yeah, it's 50 years ago and you look at these people and you would have just said that's an odd-looking woman but you wouldn't necessarily have immediately thought that was maybe something else and now it's a woman, which is probably what we think now. Our, bri- our, our brains will look at that and go, something's not right. Oh, okay, I've adjusted. I get what's going on. I can move on. At that time, people wouldn't have had that same regularity of that sort of reaction. So Might not have been looking for it either. But I also, true, well, exactly, right? So I think it's an interesting thing, Swanee. Do you think Dick Carson fancied her? No, I just think it was the opposite. I just think he really despised what she stood for. and Because and she wasn't what really, she but, said she was, as in not a woman uh, in his eyes? Uh, uh, She's absolutely. always a woman to me. There's a quote here, and I have said his name incorrectly the entire time. It was Carlson, not Carson. So Dick there you Carson. go, people. Right, right. Dick Carlson, Carson. We know Tucker Carlson. Dick. Right. Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson. And, and Father Dick Carlson. It says here, this attracted the attention of LA TV station KABC reporter Dick Carlson, who admits in The Lady and the Dale that he and colleague Peter Noyes were always bothered by the fact that she looked like a man. And it propelled their interest. So that's where it started, Pit of right? Pit of noise. 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 N-O-Y-E-S. Right. Unless I said that incorrectly as well. So yeah, you it bothered him. better read. You don't look right. Yeah, and that's that's where it started. And once he started on that thing, he, he knew that if he was able to sort of make that, you know, the reveal, and, you know, sure enough he'd called the University of Ohio, no, no record, and there was some other here. place she'd yeah. said she'd gone, I don't know, somewhere like Miami or something to get an MBA, none of it. And he, so he would call her and say he was getting closer and closer. So he knew what he was onto, I think. But, of course, when he found out that Liz had been Jerry, what he did was when he went to air the night that he was able to reveal it all, he had the picture of Liz Carmichael and then he transitioned it to, like, the black and white mug shot of Jerry Dean and, you know. So all he his, dead you know, named his, her. Yeah. In, that, in this day and age, you call oh, it dead called? naming. Yeah, when you refer to a oh. person who identifies and has got a new name, oh. you're not meant to talk about their old name anymore. It's called dead naming. Yeah, wow. I think I might have dead named I think you kind of possibly <laughs> needed to in terms of switching time. 
So yeah. I wouldn't worry about it. It's not like I think dead naming is more offensive when you do it like you, Shea Panda, have changed and I keep calling you by yeah. your old name because I, I don't want to be called myself Carla to... anyway. I want to be Shea Panda. Yeah, no, I'm going to just call you Carla you no matter what you want because yeah, I okay. can't get my head around I'm gonna, it. I'm going to dead name. I don't care. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. The end of this story is actually there's there's really not a great deal to it because there's not a lot of information on it, which is she so strange. It's all oh, so she went to jail. Yeah. We don't know. Man, men's yeah. jail. Yeah. Did she ever get she into did. a women's jail? But I, I don't have a lot on this, so mm. I've got. Following accusations of financial impropriety at the 20th Century Motor Car Corporation, Carmichael was charged with 31 counts of grand theft, fraud and corporate security violations. She went into hiding. So that suggests to me that she didn't go to jail. So she went initially, right, when they had arrested her, but she must have gone out and bailed or something. Does that mean you escape, right? Yeah, something. Yeah. Um, and then I think she was missing. Uh and it wasn't until 1989 where there was a, an episode of Unsolved Mysteries which detailed the fraud behind the Dale um, for which she was a wanted fugitive. And this sounds like I'm making it up, but guess where she was found? She was found in a town called Dale. What? <laughs> and she was a florist, yeah. Roughly two weeks after the episode aired, a tip from a viewer led police to Dale, Texas, where Carmichael was eventually found working under the alias Catherine Elizabeth Johnson at a flower shop. She was arrested, extradited to California, tried and sent to prison. She served 18 months in a men's prison oh. despite having been recognised as a woman by the courts. And see, that's the problem, right? If the courts have recognised yeah. you as a woman, she should have been sent to a female prison. Well, how, how does that happen, though? How do, Don't the courts sentence her? I don't know how that works. I don't that understand the judiciary. Yeah. No. We'll need no. someone to educate us on that, I think. Liz passed in 2004. Mm. She had cancer. But... I believe that the last years were spent with her family. So what a it was life, kind of man. A, what a wild a, ride. A, what a, yeah, what a ride, right? Mm. So that yeah. is the story mm. of Liz Carmichael and the Dale. Mm. Ta-da! Wow. Would you care to sentence? Mm, I will. Go on. Okay. Well, you're quick off the mark there, Schmitty. For me, all of this, well, a lot of this could have been avoided if Dale hadn't Taking a decent bloody car. Stupid design to the innovations catalogue <laughs> that was the 20th Century Motor Car Co- Corporation. <laughs> oh no, it wasn't even that. It was the marketing company he took it into. And, it was, he, and, he, and it didn't even work. He hadn't even tested it out. I think Dale was reprehensible. No, no one's pulled out Dale in this as being the problem. So I'm going to sentence Dale to some kind of endless driving around with Mr. Bean in the Reliant. Uh, Robin or the Regal, which was a little less stable, and he can just drive around the country roads of England with Mr. Bean because it falls over on occasion. It doesn't go very that fast. That would do my head in. It would do your head in, but also he'd be frustrated because this is a three-wheel car but it's not his three-wheel car. That's my sentence. Ah, right. Is he the only one you were going to sentence? I don't really. I mean, yes, I know that Liz was a fraudster. Clark is going to take Liz down. Yeah, he probably is. But She's in my <laughs> sights. She's 100% in yeah, my no, she's And you, and you <laughs> never have sympathy for criminals one way or the other. I do yeah. feel that she's got off quite light. I mean, the male prison for 18 months would have been bad, but she got off pretty light because she ran off, she's a she's skipped bail, she's yeah. hidden away, away, really. But mind you, that was a lifetime spent just running away. So, I mean, I couldn't imagine how you live like that, but they did anyway. So I, I don't know. I just I don't really care. You've got to be honest. 
separate the issues of her sort of personal life with what she did as a with her criminal life. That's the hard. I mean, she was a fraudster and she went to jail for it. Uh, Did she kill anyone? No. Did she make her body? Oh, here's one that I think she might have done. She made her bodyguards so paranoid that they accidentally killed one another or one of them killed the other one. So, you know, probably I'd find her responsible for that in some way, just if you want to make it worse. Maybe put her in between the two bodyguards while they're having a biffo. (laughs) And then she gets a a bit of a thump from Minion 1 and Minion 2 because they didn't sound very bright. There's a lot of recording of her voice Mm. and she talks a lot of shit. Like it really is that thing. I hate to say it kind of nearly reminds me of Donald Trump a bit where they say it with such conviction and you're just like. Entrepreneurs. Oh, oh, entrepreneur. That's right. That total thing of going, I'm just going to say the next thing. You're a a salesman at best. Snake oil. man, more realistic. Correct. And none of that, none of that endeared me because, you know, there's part of it which is, oh my God, she's a girl boss, you know, look at her. And for those things, I can go, yeah, good on her. Like, you know, she was really prepared to put herself out there. But maybe I'd be prepared to put myself out there if I was just going to bullshit to you all and make up these fantastical claims, which sound enticing. Mm. If I had to work with the facts and the reality, I don't know that that would be as, as sexy, as appealing, as as exciting to hear so you know she's working with you know her imagination and whatever she can come up with you know there was an ad that I saw that it had the car like on a like an angle saying it was basically headed to space you know that that's the kind of thing you know it's like you know we're headed to the stars with with this kind of stuff you know people were buying into that it's just a lot of bullshit do you think that she ever thought like there was no point that she thought it could be successful Oh, no, I think, I think she thought it was going to be successful. I don't think she went into it initially going, this is going to be I'm a just going to rip everyone out of it. I no, think no, that's no. an important point, right? I because thought she could. She's I thought that she thought that they would make it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you reckon? As opposed yeah. to a fraudster. In some Maybe re- she's well, a successful entrepreneur and she's a failed car manufacturer. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. They're different mm. things, aren't they? What do you reckon, Clarky? I don't like her. I'll, I'll, I'll give it that much. Um, <laughs> I so, don't like a one bit like, one I think, iota. You know, she can clearly talk the talk and good on good on her and, and use that in a use that for good instead of evil. She she didn't care how it went, she just wanted it to go. Correct. The fact that someone had to almost out her car as being shit because she was yep. overselling it and putting other people's lives at risk potentially. Risk makes yeah, her a yeah. shit person. Yeah. The fact that she's selling people a car, she has no idea whether it can go or not. She doesn't even care if it can go or not. She's going, This is my ticket yeah. to the stars. And so I think she's behaving incredibly selfishly with complete disregard for anyone who's trying to invest in it. And I think she's got this incredible ability to rebound and run from her own mistakes. Reality. And yeah, she's very resilient. She's, she sure is. I think also that that complete disconnection from any sense of responsibility to me just yeah. makes a shit human. And and she can hide that in any way she wants and people can try to cloud that with her yeah. being transgender. I don't give a shit about any yeah. of that. Just be a yeah. good person. It is remiss of me not. to have not included this in the body of my story, but I'd totally forgotten but she is interviewed and more than once she says, I, well, I'm obviously paraphrasing. I paraphrase everything all the time. I don't give a shit about the environment. I'm not doing it for the environment. I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it because I want to be yeah. rich. 
100%. She would make that claim with such, she was so obtuse about that. You just sort of go, oof, sort of would you go, oh, you didn't have to say that, love. You, we, you might, we might have, let me think it. Let me think like it. Let me think it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you coming out and so bullshit. Saying in that in such a bullshit manner. But that's how yeah, self-centered she is. Very self-serving to do that. Yeah. Not nice. I was wondering about her sentence, mm-hmm. her legal sentence. I wondered whether she was going to get a harsher punishment for being transgender than what she should have. When I think about some of the people who've murdered people and got, you know, two or three years and got let off with good behaviour, yep. I don't think that the duration she got is necessarily inappropriate, although I probably would have liked it to be longer. And I'm really confused about where you send someone who's transgender, which prison they go to. I I don't understand why the court would recognise her as a woman and she'd end up in a man's prison, but I don't know. I I, I just don't understand. If somebody who knows this space better than me could let us know, that would be awesome. I'm, I'm stuck on a punishment because I think... She deserves a shit life, and I don't know whether she's had one. Stuart was just gesticulating that she deserves a good nut punch, and I guess given that she hasn't had the chop, we could still give her one. It's it's not sure the boat hasn't sailed. Um, <laughs> you could give her one. I, I don't know. Idea. Well, go on, tell me. I've got an idea. Why don't you put her, try by one, but put her in a nothing, like a suburban place, uh, she can't escape it, so she can't run away. And she just has to live in that one place. Everyone knows her. It doesn't matter whether she's can't trans get away or not, from but her everyone sins. knows her. Can't escape yourself. Can't reinvent yourself every five minutes. Yeah. And you have to sit and stew and live in your own accountability. Like home detention. Like everyone yeah. else. Where, where she can <laughs> go out, yeah, she can go in a 5K radius yeah. but nothing further. Yeah, and everyone else in that 5K radius knows her. So yeah. she's stuck. That's right. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's good. I, I'm, I'm happy with it. Nice one. Thank you. Okay. I think that's good. I think that's good. I would like that for her. Because the reality is from the get-go, if you think about what about she's the, she's the, mm. she's the parent of ten children, not five. So there was all that sort of stuff that happened before. And I'm not, not that's criminal. That's just what it is. But there is such, you know, everything was about herself. The fact, you know, the fact that she did, you know, love her kids yeah. was nice. She's but been she a shit person she regardless really of really gender. Redeeming feature I guess is the love for her children maybe I agree yeah I I think you know even the way that she loved her children was all about her it was all about the kids adoring her uh being the fun one you know being the the one that the kids I think it was much more about her validation of herself than actually doing the right thing in terms of the parenting whereas and that's why Vivian Ended up being the auntie because Vivian, otherwise by the children, was their mother. She would have been setting the rules. She She had rules, you know, trying to have some semblance of routine or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Vivian did file a divorce after she was arrested, and she went on to marry someone else. um, And the kids were with her, Liz, I believe, while they were on. That can't be right. She must have been with the kids because the kids were on the run, right? On the Sorry, land. not the kids. She was on the run. She was on the run and then she, well, she might have just. Well, she's in hiding, so she must have been with the kids. Yeah. I don't know if she was with the kids then or not. But Vivian Vivian, also, Vivian passed away. So she was married not for very long and she died. Shame. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So there you go. That is Liz Wow, good story. Carmichael. Yeah. Liz Carmichael. That was, um, yeah, I didn't expect it to it's go complicated. in any of those directions. No, I so. didn't see that coming at all. Yeah, well done. Fun. That was me doing my cafe night, doing my. <laughs> 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 
like, trying to map it out, going, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm Cat Day Night doing that scene. Oh, my God, oh, my God. Very so good. stressful. Funny. Oh. Well, it was a tricky story, but well done, I didn't think Swanee. it was going to be, and that was the problem. It got trickier and trickier, and there was more and more detail as they were going into it. I was like, I haven't got time for the detail. What? Just yeah, no, yeah. Just, Enough. Give me a wiki yeah. for God's sake. Yeah, Absolutely, right. wiki was weak. <laughs> that was a weak wiki story. You can always tell when it's weak wiki because I'm like all over the shop, cat day nighting. <laughs> no, you did a good job. Thank you very much. It was nice. It was different. It was unusual. Well done. And as we say every week, miss you already. Ciao. Ciao. Thanks for listening to Trial by Wine. You can contact us at trialbywine at gmail.com. Please rate, review and subscribe to Trial by Wine on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to support us, you can become a patron at www.patreon.com, Trial by Wine. Or visit our website, www.trialbywine.com to donate to us. Your support will help us cover many more cases and apply wacky sentences. We really appreciate you listening and hope you tell everyone about us. Our cover art is by John Christo and music is by Beauchamp from pixabay.com.